Hi guys, this is Baldo once again. Welcome to another episode of the How Do You Health podcast. Today in this episode, we have Chef Colomb. It was uh, such a pleasure meeting her. She was in town uh, for a little bit and got to meet us and, and we got introduced to her by Alex, one of the previous guests of the How Do You Health uh, podcast. And we're so excited about this one because we got to talk about Vibrant Health. That's what she names her company. Uh, she goes on the on the website, her, her, uh, her website is Life Made Edible. And she is a chef, but she's got tons of experience in the health industry. And she talks about her story and how she came to be about, you know, not finding a way to healing in the traditional Western medicine type of way and her having to find her own methods to do this. And with her passion through cooking, it just makes edible health in a sense. But anyways, listen to the podcast. I guarantee you, you will love it. As always, it's brought to you by MSW Nutrition. Uh, You can always go to... Uh, their website mswnutrition.com and use code HDYH or how do you health to get a nice little discount for you guys. But uh, just like everything else that we love to preach about on this pe- on this podcast, MSW Nutrition's supplements they are the best of the best from the best quality sources, the cleanest manufacturing processes. So you are pretty sure to be. And you are pretty sure to get some very good vitamins that are going to be bioavailable and ready for you to use for your body for optimization. So again, HCYH is the code to get a nice little discount over on MSWNutrition.com. And without further ado, let's uh, start the episode. So we're here with Colombe. She is uh, in town from where again? I'm from Pennsylvania, right from, outside of Pittsburgh. From Pennsylvania. Yeah. And uh, I'm excited because uh, you're a nutritionist and an ex-chef, and we were talking about uh, all the different things that you do. We already started talking nutrition and meat or no meat and all that stuff. So we're going to get this party started right away because we're already in it. I have a question. Yeah. that's So, so go for it. The seasonal fermented foods idea, right? Like when you rotate and all that. I remember... I read a book a long time ago that talked about like fermented foods not being able to mix well with one another and you shouldn't have certain things on your plate. It can go so far as that to go. And I said, well, that's kind of like slicing hairs now at this point. But I do believe that there's a disconnect from just like the idea that the nutrients and the stuff in the soil, like the microbes, like if you don't get it from nature, then essentially you're not feeding your immune system and like your, like your, your gut, like your, you know, your microbiome that, that, that lies within you. And so it, you know, like, uh, he's done gut diets. Uh, I've done gut a uh, diet for like, I don't know, two years now. And I, I really like seasonal, like local, like from like my garden. Like, I mean, I go, I eat food from my backyard and all the meat I, I get is actually, um, the best meat you can find. It's all local. It's like actually like a regenerative agriculture style. Mm-hmm. The eggs have never been refrigerated. You know, you talked about like the mud bugs and all the other stuff yeah. back in the day. Well, the thing is, those are bottom feeders. Right. So like, you're not eating that anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I know you're not. Like, you talked about fish. It's like salmon, and do you do sardines still? No. No. What no. do you do for your fish? Typically, I'll do salmon. Um, sometimes I try to stay with the smaller fish. Yeah. Um, simply because I don't want everything that the big ones eat. Yeah. You know, you are what you eat. Well, that was interesting. You said that like the, the bigger you are, it's like the harder to digest. And right. that's what you said before we got on. And um, I, I find that really interesting. So like we talked about 
in in our culture like we eat all the animal right mm-hmm. and i'm i'm and it's it's storage later like you're not going to eat it in one sitting right but people like going back to the meat at every meal they're thinking like why well, I, I have to finish it it's like the cornerstone of that meal yeah you know too many people our society today i mean the way that they look at the plate is the biggest portion of the plate needs to be the the heavier purine protein meat right. if you will right and we just need to kind of look at that. There's ra- it's all about ratio, whether it's external, what you're putting in, or whether it's internal, inside. You look at the ratio of what you're eating, and that's going to affect the nutrient uptake. You know, it's going to affect everything. Yeah. So, you know, taking a look at the plate, you should be eating, you know, different types of carbs, high starch, low starch, medium starch. You should be mixing it up, and that should be the majority of your plate. And then taking the meat down to just a couple ounces every couple days. Yeah. And then putting in your, your beans, your rice, your heavier carbs that are going to sustain you and keep you from being too hungry and, and letting the body get hungry. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still go with – I tell people it's simple. It's just the eat real food. Like just, yeah, I eat mean, the whole thing. Yeah, I just don't – like he had a – he used to stay with us uh, when we first started off. It was yeah. awesome. And uh, uh, he had a Vitamix. Mm-hmm. And so I was reading about uh, the apricot seed. Yeah. All right, and then I read that the avocado seeds are derivative, and yep. so I said, "Well, I'm going to throw that in the Vitamix." Mm-hmm. So I threw the whole entire avocado, which was hard. I had to slice it and right. then throw it in there, but it chopped up, and I I ate it every day. Mm-hmm. I imagine there were so many nutrients that I was putting in from it that I couldn't even measure right now. Right. 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 And the Vitamix is a wonderful machine. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> it's I use it every day. So so tell us when you were a chef. Full time. What was your restaurant like? What what type what style of food? We did crafted world cuisine. It was called the Furnace okay. Restaurant. Okay. And uh, we did crafted world cuisine. We did items from all over the world, um, and everything down to the butters were homemade. Yeah. House made. Yeah. Um, and we we sourced our ingredients. I was very particular about the farmers who I sourced from, and the complement of what we put together. As a chef, it's your job. It's your responsibility to make sure that you're combining these foods properly so that you're customers are getting what they need and you're not going to hurt them. It's the same thing with health and wellness coaching. It's in, and even what you guys do, you know, you mean, you've got to put the ratios together in order to nourish them properly. Yeah. And so, yeah, we did, I did items. I mean, I love crafted world cuisine. I love every type of spice and vegetable, you name it. Let's put it together and let's see what happens. That's awesome. The alchemy of it. So, yeah. 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 So then the, the two companies, right? Life Made it Edible. Mm-hmm. Is, is that, did that stem from your chef days? Yeah, yeah. Well, the past story, I uh, am a cancer survivor. When okay. I was 23, I was diagnosed with late-stage Hodgkin's disease. And I had a great oncologist, and he and I used to talk, oh, Dr. J, we used to talk all the time about food and how food would heal the body, and he was such a proponent of it. And I can remember one day I walked in and it was right before my fifth chemo treatment. And back then I didn't have much to choose from. It was either, you know, be proactive and, and, you know, go exercise and breathe deeply or do chemo. And I'm like, well, okay, let's do this. So I did the chemo for a couple months and I went in for the fifth treatment and he plopped the chemo drugs in my lap and said, you know, kid, you're fucked. And I'm like... Oh, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> and this guy, he was about the age of my dad at the time. And he said, yeah, he said, you're so much further along with knowing how these foods can heal the body 
you don't even know how far along you are yet. And he said, you need to keep going with this. And he, like I said, the chemo drugs are in my lap. And he said, you got a choice. Make your choice. And he walked out the door. And I'm like, it was at that moment where he was telling me, be your own advocate. Either continue on with these pharmaceuticals. And yeah, they're probably going to help you out a bit. Or do what you know how to do. Go home, scrap the ingredients in all your cabinets in your refrigerator, and start doing what you're talking about. And that's what I did. So... A couple months later, I went back. I was in remission. And that's what started my voracious curiosity and, of course, culinary school. You know, I mean, knowing all the the history behind the foods and where they come from. Putting all that together was like, okay, let's do this. So I continued on with the restaurants and whatnot and just started cooking different things. And I, I was really lucky to have some great mentors that let me make my mistakes and, and, and that kind of thing. But, um, yeah, after I closed my last restaurant, I decided health and wellness coaching, let's go with life made edible and let's start really cooking for people and working with people, um, and helping them heal themselves. And uh, so I started with that, and then all of a sudden I decided, well, I know all these growers and farmers, so let's start this this supplement line here, these edible earthen essentials that I have, and let's really support everybody even more. So, so that's awesome. So, what relationship do you have with the with the farmers you just mentioned right there? Do you do you get them direct? Like you go source the farms as well? Yes, that's incredible. Yeah. I source all my ingredients. I know, you know, seaweeds that come from Iceland, clean waters. I, you know, yeah, we source it all. It's amazing. Yeah. Wow. That's a lot of work, I bet. It is a lot of work, but it's so rewarding. Cause yeah, of course. I, my thought is I couldn't find anything out there that was would be worthy of me taking. If I'm not going to take it, <laughs> I'm not going to give it to somebody else. So I had to make it myself. That's incredible. Yeah. So yeah. there's like a duty there, right? Like. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It's really interesting because like when it comes to food as medicine, there's Ayurvedic, right? And you can go and yep. learn that and mm-hmm. all that. Um, but I, I do feel that there's a disconnect, an opportunity, I should say, where like, hey, how can we cook for health more often? Or how could that be part of like you becoming a chef? Like as a, gen- oh, yeah. as, as a general, like, well, we, I mean, even in, in medical school, right? It's like you get taught how much of nutrition, right? Like it's... right. And, and it's such an important part of life in general. I mean, even from things of like, I just need more energy. Look, if you eat just these things, you have more energy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, forget it's about the combining. forget about the energy drink and all that yeah. stuff. Like, you just eat these things, you'll be fine. So there's a component with food in any aspect of life that you want to improve. Yet it's whenever you're getting official titles, it's never, it's never part of that. Yeah, you're right. And you know, on that, our foods today. I mean, we're talking about history and family and, mm-hmm. and going back. Our foods today are so compromised. They're not what they used to be. Our soils are depleted. Our air, quality of our air is horrible. The water that we water our foods with. So to try to get 100% of the nutrients that your body really needs to do what it knows how to do with innately, yeah. um, it's almost impossible. Yeah, it's not going to happen. And so we have to start thinking that way. Okay, how can we help a sister or brother out? You know, how are we going to help each other out here and get closer to the whole or closest to the whole as possible? And so that's why I'm such a big proponent of, you know, there's all these different modalities. I mean, all kinds of things. Do it. Yeah. You know, get yourself closer, as close to the whole as you can. I, I agree completely. The nutrition, which is interesting enough, nutrition is not really taught that it's the foundation of how you function. Like, um, you got it. if you were to look at kids, like, you know, I have kids and if I teach them, this is going to help you feel better. 
this is going to help you function better. This is going to help you sleep better. It's going to help you think better. It's going to help you poop better. <laughs> that's really, that's what we get. One, uh, that's true. You ever say, with broccoli, that's how we get our kid to eat broccoli. It's like, this can help you poop better. It's like, I want to poop. Like, yes, yeah. you do. You do. Like, yes, like adults want to, and sometimes they can't. Right. Because they don't eat the broccoli. Mm-hmm. And it's almost like you, if you talk to a six-year-old and teach them about nutrition on a basic level like that, then you can explain it to an adult. Right. I mean, adults aren't stupid, but the thing is, is just no one's ever explained it to an adult that way, right? Because they think like Flintstone vitamins. Well, that's what vitamins were back in the day. Yeah, and there's the mega vitamin <laughs> therapy. Yeah, I, I, you know, it's hard for me because our bodies innately know. Like, we don't need to micromanage our bodies with our science. We don't need to do it. The body already knows what to do. You just have to give it the raw ingredients and enough of them so that it can choose, okay, I'm on a ratio here inside internally, and I need this, but I need you to have it for me to go grab it off off the proverbial shelf in order for me to utilize and uptake and do what I need to do with it. And so it all starts with sourcing and and giving yourself what you need and an abundance of that yep. so that the body can then just go do what it knows how to do. Yep. I agree completely. You know. And there's a lot of times people will look at their diet and and still consider it like a weight loss program. Uh, and, <laughs> and, and, yeah. And, and well that's the thing is the diet itself people it might be trigger some people, which right. is really interesting because uh you kind of forget like where it took to get you to where you're at now sometimes, mm-hmm. right? And that's a good and a bad thing sometimes, it right? Is. Like you had good and bad things that got you there. So like I was overweight. I was probably like maybe almost 30, 40 pounds heavier mm-hmm. at one point, right? So if, I'm not going to get to that point again because I know too much now. And you that's the, the issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the thing is I'm not doing the same things I did back then. Uh, my diet's changed throughout the years. We talked about the diet before. So the, the purines, you brought up a good point, right? You keep bringing that up. Mm-hmm. So I, my diet gave myself gout. Okay. And it was because of the protein. Right. And it's interesting because I only learned that because I was like, why did I get gout? It's And it's the after effect syndrome. Yeah. yeah. And that's what I talk about. It, th- people don't understand. And we talk about this a lot with Life Made Edible. We talk about diets of depletion. And we've coined that term because we really want to trigger someone like, what's that? What is a diet of depletion? And basically, it can mean several things. You know, you're you're not combining your foods properly and you're just really not new, giving yourself the nutrients that you need. And that's where the mega vitamin therapy comes in. Well, I'm going to go and I'm going to eat five pounds of kale because I need <laughs> kale to fix this. You know, it's yeah. like, yeah, no, we have to combine it properly. There's food combining rules that, um, that we use too. You know, you could take a beautiful homegrown or in beautiful soil with great water, great air quality, organic. And of course, organic is a loose term, um, but a whole zucchini. And a beautiful olive oil, extra virgin, cold pressed, right off the press, you know. Mm. Um, and you saute those together and boom, you cause dysbiosis immediately because of the reactions with the enzymes. Mm. So there's certain food combining rules that everybody needs to know. Yeah. You know, um, you've heard of don't eat fruit, you know, eat fruit by itself. Well, yeah. there's a reason for that. Yeah. Melons especially. But, you know, there's certain, you don't want to mix fruits and oils together. The peanut butter and jelly sandwich, yeah, that was probably the worst creation in the world. Hmm. Fats um, and sugars are a thing too, right? Is that correct? 
Fats and sugars, yeah. yeah. Fats, oils. I mean, it, it, fats are just the liquid or the solid form of oils. But you got to think of what's where are fats? Where are they? You know, okay, they come from nuts. Mm -hmm. You know, so instead of using a nut butter, let's use a sprouted seed butter. Hmm. You know, and and let's just switch it up a little bit. So it's not a diet of depletion. It's not that you can't have it. You just need to switch the combinations of what you are having if you like that flavor. You know, so it's all about your flavor profile and, and what you like and combining it there. I, I like But uh, we do get addicted to the peanut butter and jelly. <laughs> well, because well, yeah, there's sugar. Because so, yeah. it's so easy to. It's and easy, like, <laughs> right? But remember, the bread that you're using has oils in it. You yeah. know, so you could be eating, you know, quote unquote, the best organic stuff in the world. And you're still really hurting yourself. Yep. You're undoing everything that you're working so hard to work towards yep. vibrant health. Yep. Yeah, know, I, agree. I don't know why you would tolerate that. You know, it's hard for me to understand. Well, because we don't know any better. Actually, exactly. that well, that's the problem. Um, and that burger comes out in the in the freaking commercial like ten times. Of, <laughs> and it smells in, in so a, good. Yeah. <laughs> if you talk about the way that we were brought up, uh, I was reading something last night. I'm going to talk about it today at lunch and learn. So uh, the American Academy of Pediatrics mm -hmm. uh, took a lot of money from like Coca Cola at one point, like maybe through like 20 years in a row of just like sponsorship. And what people don't realize uh, or maybe need to be reminded is that most of the companies uh, that basically are donating to like the medical societies, they're the ones that are dictating the nutrition. And if you talk about a, from the earliest mindset of like what nutrition looks like, if you look at what the cornerstone of like a meal looks like, the meal of today is very different from back when. And and even like 20 years ago, it was used to be like a soda, like fries and a burger. And somehow that became like the American meal, right? Because we were told it was. Right. And that's and just conditioned. That's all it was. Mm -hmm. And so now you're trying to uncondition like millions of minds that have been like forced like this – basically idea that like you should always have this a part of you like you know you go to like the local youth uh, sporting complexes and there's a huge coca-cola sign at the scoreboard because it bought that scoreboard right and i i imagine that with most people they know better however it's just so ingrained that anytime they just think about it, it's just common like oh, i'm just gonna get a, a coke yeah right yeah yeah and that's, I run across that a lot. And the very first, I was missing a big part of my program. Um, and it occurred to me when I was working with clients, I'm like, I need to offer this mindset portion of the program because everybody wanted the Band-Aid. You know, yeah. they come to me and they're like, here's, here's, I've got this going on with me. And I, you know, I was diagnosed with this name that is a disease yep. and I need to make this go away. Yeah. And I want it to happen quick. And I'm like, yeah, well, your body doesn't like that. So yeah. let's talk about mindset. Let's bring yourself to a, an awareness of what's your why. Like, why do you want this? Let's take externals. Great. You know, external support can be fantastic and it's very useful if you know how to use it. But but you also didn't get there quickly. Like, no. Right. Like, that's the other thing. It's he was like, I want to get out of there. It's like, dude, come on. You've been doing this for years. Exactly. <laughs> but they don't realize. <laughs> it's not going to turn around overnight. Yeah. You know, you're going to. And plus, your body doesn't like that. It's not. It's going to react really poorly to that. But the, the realization and the presence, like you were saying, is that, well, what could I change in my lifestyle? I'm like, well, they might be overlooking it. 
I mean, it's really just because it's just a common place. Like, well, it couldn't be this. Like, well, what do you, why not? Well, I don't know. I just done that forever. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, <laughs> well, yeah. Like, that's probably if you if you've done all that stuff. Let's look at what you're doing right now and where you're at. Right. Okay. Now, if what you've been doing is getting you to where you're at and it's working for you, that's great. You wouldn't be having this conversation with me. Mm-hmm. But what happens, unfortunately, is most people are tired. They don't sleep well. They really don't poop that well anymore. Right. I mean, that's and the thing is, is because of all the damage from nutrition and the food. Right, and that's stored. And it's all stored. And yeah. that's the other thing is, so when you when you look at someone and they talk about like a oh well, I'm starting a diet. All right, okay, well um, that's great. You stopped eating healthy, or you started eating healthy now. But what about like the last twenty years? Right, and that's all stored, and that's what you know we educate on toxins. Yeah, those dirty little shapeshifters. Yeah, <laughs> well, where where do you tell them they're stored at? Oh, they're stored everywhere. Yeah, they, you know they can be from topical in your bloodstream. They go all the way down into your bones, your tissues, your organs. You know, and then all of a sudden you've got these these blockers that aren't allowing the nutrients to come in because they built up. Yeah, and so you got to do you got to help the body out, help a brother out, help a sister out by escorting them out. And there's certain ways to do that depending on what type of toxicity you're facing. Yeah. You know, I mean, like I said, there's toxicity in all different shapes and forms. Um, but knowing how to address that and don't not feed your body while you're detoxing. Yeah. You know, synergistically, you want to escort these toxins out while throwing in a storehouse of nutrition that's going to build your body from a cellular level. Mm-hmm. And it you can't just do a detox one time and think that, or a cleanse. I mean, yeah, cleanse. I like know, that. You can't I like just that term. do that one time and think that, okay, it's all, all fixed. I'm going to be all good. For how many years it took you to get to where you are, yeah. it's going to take some time to make some space for new vibrant health to come on in. I agree. So, so yeah. in that whole statement right now, I think you went through three principles of vibrant health, yeah. which is the other company. Detoxify, nourish, and build. Detoxify, nourish, and build. Yeah. Yeah. And they it. work synergistically. So, detoxification, we always start, anyone who's never cleansed before or never really felt that before um there's a lot of education that you need to do around that as to why Mm -hmm. they're toxic what is toxicity you know what does it do to the body and what does it cause because all these names of these these diseases which lack of ease is basically what it is Mm -hmm. i don't like the term disease Mm -hmm. it's really a lack of ease Mm -hmm. and so we need to take that lack of ease and what's causing that and quite nicely asking it to leave the body and not compounding it with poor food combinations and bad nutrition. We need to start giving the body what it knows what to do with and in abundance. And then from there, that naturally is going to start building your body systems from that cellular level. Now, depending on your complexity of how deep of toxicity you have, there's Mm -hmm. different levels of toxicity. So, you know, if someone's really toxic and we want to work on a particular body system mm-hmm. and build these body systems to bulldog status, then that's going to take a little bit more time. We're still going to detox. We're still going to nourish. And then we're going to target these systems and we're going to start giving them what they really need with them, which start building, building, building and recreating new cells that are just, just you know, stronger than what you had before. Yep. Yep. And then yeah. you have to maintain that. 
so that's and you have to maintain I, I think it. you also yeah. have to educate them on what to expect as they're detoxifying right because we run into uh, that a lot yeah. <laughs> we run into that a lot it's like wait why is this happening to me mm-hmm. it's like come on well, and then there's <laughs> the, pre, the pre-detox work i mean you got to do a little pre-work and then there's the detox and then there's the post you yeah. know there's gonna be, how do you reintroduce foods to your body um you know like these proteins these purines mm-hmm. and you know how much and when do you start putting these back into your body uh so that you don't undo everything that you just are you know trying to work towards sure. a vibrant health so sure. there you know you really um, in my opinion all these detoxes that are on the market and these cleanses and the juice cleanses and all that it does more harm than good if you don't work with someone that knows what they're doing and can kind of give and guide you on yep. the best way to get the best results that you want and that you're after. Yeah, I mean, well, it's the same thing as like even going to a doctor and just like give me the medicine and then going home and doing right. it on your own. Right. Right. Because in- essentially, if you're that toxic, then there is a whole process that needs to take place yeah. with guidance, right? Right. Well, the issue is that you'll have, uh, let's say, a traditional practitioner role. The practitioner believes that the patient, which is weird, I don't like saying that word anymore. Um, that the patient is responsible for their work and their end of what it looks like to get healthier, right? But the doctor and the practitioner really doesn't give like guidance because it takes a lot of effort every day, almost every meal, almost. It does take a lot of effort, but and in your right, yeah. I'm going to say to you, I back you 110 fold on that because we're all individuals yeah. and not one of us, even though we have, we're built with the same organs, tissues, yep. bones, systems, you name it. The level of toxicity that someone has faced, um, up until, and I like to say up until now, sure. um, that's going to affect them differently. One man's food is another man's poison. So yep. Hippocrates. Yeah. Right. So you never know how it's going to affect somebody. So for a doctor to spend that amount of time with someone and really coach them on, well, have you considered this? This combination of foods is is really contributing to this breakdown. So maybe we need to switch it up. Yeah. And so it's not so much once you get into your groove. Mm-hmm. Your vibrant health groove, and you've got the supports that you need and the modalities that you're going to use, and it's really working for you. Remember, it may change. You know, this month it's going to be great, but I went and did an extra workout this month, and oh my god, I you know I need oxygenation, I need this, mm-hmm. that, and the other. So it's more, it's not so much how much you do; it's paying attention. It's listening to those little signs and signals that your body tells you. And getting in tune with that so that you can just give it what it needs and let it do the work it knows how to do. You know, I mean, how many thousands of years has have bodies been doing this and science hasn't even been created for that long. So let the body innately do what it knows how to do. Yeah, we go back to the practices that are like thousands of years old mm-hmm. to heal, right? Like again, like the Ayurvedic stuff, or yeah. even now, like the there's so much so much more work now with uh, just meditation and just um, just right. being present, right? Yeah. And and I think that another aspect of that is to ask the individual, the client or patient, in, in a sense, to to not give up. Right? There's always a way, right? Because they only one need one thing needs to work, and then you just continue that going and going. But so many times, it's just like well nothing works for me and then they just well, stop that's a vicious cycle because you try too many things and you don't you're you're really manipulating 
you know, you do this this manipulation. The body doesn't like that. It doesn't like these quick changes. It's not used to that. It'll do it all on its own if it needs to, but it doesn't like these quick, quick changes. So, you know, micromanaging is really not something that you want to spend your energy on. You know, just start spending your energy on the awareness of, well, if I combine these foods and I put this together and I consume this and maybe this system needs a little bit more support. So I'm going to put some adaptogenic herbs in or maybe I need some more minerals, building blocks, you know, um, to get this better health. That's where I'm going to take these steps towards it, because what's the end goal? The end goal is vibrant health, but you're always going to be working towards that. It's not like you're ever going to just get there and stop. Correct. You're just going to keep going yeah. because the be- the gooder it gets, the gooder it gets. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you like that. I like and that. You like, and you like yeah. the way you feel and you want to continue it, right? Yeah. That, that completely and that great. voracious curiosity of, ooh, if I did this, yeah. you know, can I feel better here? Oh, yeah. yeah let's go do that. Yeah. yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Well, because yeah. there, there is definitely a lot of people. I mean, I can think of a couple of clients that will come and try something for like a week and then they're just like, well, that didn't work for me. And it's just like, but you've only tried it a week you know (laughs) like it's gonna (laughs) like there's no way you can say that like give it three months and then tell me it doesn't work right right? and and that's kind of sometimes it's just like you we want that quick fix and that's just the culture thing i I think i think it is just like with the with the comfort foods of what we were conditioned to Mm -hmm. believe we are go-tos you know your go-to is that burger and that soda Mm -hmm. and those fries because that's what you've been conditioned to think so it's just switching the mindset and another big thing that I find is extremely helpful um, is having a tra- like a visual tracker. Like, where am I now? What result do I want to get? Yep. Get to at this point and marking it down. Mm-hmm. And we call that the progressive outcomes pathway. It's never, like I said, it's never an end point. It's always a progression. So if you can mark where, where am I now, where am I headed? And these are the steps because you're going to have obstacles. You're going to have those cheat and treat moments. And I, what would life be if you didn't? Right. Progressive outcomes path. I like that. The POP. The pop tracker. POP. Pop tracker. It's a pop tracker. Pop tracker. Yeah. Yeah. I like that. I like that. Yeah. (laughs) And so we use that so you can visually see where you are. You know, and, and you're, like I said, you're going to hit an obstacle and you're like, oh, Jesus. I fell off, I fell <laughs> off the cart. And it's mm. like, it's okay. Because if you're consuming and you're, you're neutrifying for the most part on a regular basis, then cheating and treating is a part of life. You don't want to tell yourself you can't have something. Right. Go have it. Go mm. big or go home. Because no, the next day you're probably going to feel a little crappy. Yeah. But then move on to... Or you're just going to poop. That's what happens when I have my cheat day. It's the next day I'm just like... Well, my body didn't like that. Yeah. <laughs> so I probably need to go eat something because I didn't keep any of that. Right? Don't go in the bathroom. <laughs> God bless. We have poop competitions here. Like, it's like, how many times have you pooped it's, today? It's not a competition. He makes it a competition. <laughs> it's really not. He he has to, he subliminally wants to throw in poop in every podcast and yeah. have a conversation about it's it. It's just my favorite oh my word. God. You know, do you remember Conan O'Brien? He used to do with the dog Triumph. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, I'll text them. I was like, hey, it's 10 a.m. I pooped three times already. <laughs> I silence it before 10 a.m. That's what it is. Uh, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. It's a, well, sign, it's of it's a sign of health, right? Like you that's. You know what? And you can have fun with it. That's. I mean, I want to point out. I mean, this whole conversation, health doesn't have to be hard. No. 
And it doesn't have to it be It could so be loose serious. or it could be water. Stop, stop, stop it. Stop it. No, no, no. Yeah, but I mean, it doesn't. And that's, it's the wonderful thing about it is having fun and knowing your body to that point of being like, dude, really? Where'd that come from? Yeah. You know, it's that there's those nuances and the innate ability to be that close to your body. And like I said, external has its its purposes and it has its support systems, but going within and consciously going within and talking to this body and saying, you know, is there somewhere where you need a little bit more support right now? Because, I, you know, if you're showing me a sign or a symptom, I need to get a little bit more intimate with that so I can help you out, help a brother out and give you what you need. Yeah. Nice. And put it in abundance and, and they can go and grab and do what it wants. And then you can go about doing what you want. Yeah. So it's giving you that freedom. Yep. Which well, is like your body will tell you, right? You just have to also ask it and pay attention. Yes. Yeah. Well, also with the pay attention part, <clears throat> the other thing is once you realize what's going on, <laughs> you got to speak up. Oh, yeah. You got to speak up. Gotta Say something. Yeah, be your own advocate. Yeah. So, you know, not going back to like what you personally went through and all that being your own advocate. It can be kind of uh, intimidating at first because there's so much information and there's so many things out there that you may or may not understand. It might be overwhelming. The simplicity of it, I like what you said from the very beginning. Just, just very keep it simple, man. And if you if you think about it, you know the true things for health are still the same: sun, sleep. You got to eat right. Uh, you know, pooping. You got to poop. Yeah. You know, you got to bend over and touch your toes. Mm-hmm. Right. You got to be grateful and 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 be mindset. Like, you know, the mindfulness, right? Yeah. I think it was interesting. Like, you have a brain, you have a mind. And being mindful, I think, is, is – I like that term because you, you're you aware of what – how you're functioning. Like, yeah. honestly, like, if you don't feel good, like, say something. Like, well, I don't feel good. Well, that let's, let's have that conversation. Why? What's going on? It's not something to be ashamed about. I don't want anyone to ever feel ashamed. They can't like get healthier for some reason. Right. Like it, like they don't deserve to be healthy. Like that's not okay. And in our society, that's a big thing because when you don't feel good, most of the time people are like, "Oh, here, take this," you know, and they don't give you that moment to be mindful. I don't feel good. They don't question what's going on with you. Yeah. That's making how are you feeling off? Giving you that, holding that space for you to really go within. Yep. And to really talk to your body and listen mindfully. And say, what is going on? Yep. You know, there's no space for that. It's click, click, let's fix it. Yeah. Well, that's because we have a short attention span. There's too much bombarded with our minds all the time that we're just like, like, what do we got to do? I got to order this. I got to go check this. I got to go pick this up. I have to be here and you can't hold me back. You know? Yeah. Right. right. (laughs) Right? So like one of the things lately I've been talking to clients with, uh, we focus on their morning routines. Mm -hmm. You know, just like, how do you start your day? You know, you'd be surprised to see how many people like actually get up first thing and look at their phone. Right. And I was imagining like that's not healthy well, for some. Put a little bit of radiation in you in the morning. You know, right, <laughs> right. First thing away, and you get this light for increasing your cortisol right. instead of the way sunlight increases your cortisol. It's it's weird. Fluorescent light replaced sunlight, and now cell phone lights replacing fluorescent light. And we adapt. I mean, that's what our bodies, you talk sure. about the regression, we just adapt to it. But I think it, what does that adaption look like? If we eat food like corn, for example, now compared to corn like a hundred years ago, right. our guts adapted quickly. 
and they didn't adapt greatly. No. And, 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 I mean, they had they tolerated to. They it. tolerated it. Right. Yeah, like 40, 50 years of, of all these cereals and processed breads and everything going through our systems and our bodies saying, we cannot handle this. I don't understand why this is coming. And now understanding like what bread does to the body, people are still like, what do you mean like bread's that inflammatory? Yeah. Like, but it tastes so good. It tastes so <laughs> good. I mean, I give it that. It's a chef. Yeah, it tastes, it tastes it, amazing. So like if it's but but at what cost? What's right. that country song? Is like if it's so, how could it be bad if it's so good for you or something like that? I don't know. I mean that's what, George Strait song. Well, I, I look on the flip side. It <laughs> tastes so good in that sense. I'm like it's put there for a reason, right? Well, that's yeah. It hurts so good too. Yeah, and it, it does. Well, okay. So I've had people even say that too. Like I'll eat it knowing it's going to tear me up, and I'll, I'll like I'll, it's worth it. Like this one guy and then took a bite. I saw him say this to me. And I'm like, why? Like, why is it worth it? You're going to hate yourself in 20 minutes. Right. If you just stop and think about it. Like, I'll tell him, like, okay, you talk about like me and people halfway, right? I'm like, all right, take a bite and take one bite and put it down. Right. And just sit there for like a, two minutes. And if you want another bite again, you're going to take another bite. Like, that's just how it is. If you really want it that bad, you're going to get, you're not going to stop someone. Right. So, go. but I tell him, like, I want you to at least think about that bite and what it did to you for those right. two minutes take that conscious pause yes yep. are you bloated you have a little acid reflux going because it maybe it was a hot dog mm-hmm. right and they right. know they have acid reflux i'm like you know why do you want to do that again to yourself the burger oh it's a burger this well they had the cheese all over it and you threw the mayonnaise all over it right. i know it's not the greatest for you and like and that bun i don't know what it's king hawaiian bun like i know man like <laughs> I know it tastes really good. I know, man, but like we've been over this. Right. We've been over this. Please don't do this to yourself. And the marketing, I mean, the marketing today is so good. It's just, you know, <laughs> good. It's, it's good. tantalizing, man. It just gets you. It's like the marketing. Really it's marketing. Good at it. Yeah. But and, and they're good with manipulating that emotion. Yes. And if you can get someone to really get to a level of awareness that that is just marketing. It can look as pretty as you want on the packaging and it can, the product can even look fantastic. Oh yeah. But what's in it is going to kill you. So McDonald's had Ronald McDonald come out <laughs> and what was fascinating about it was they marketed burgers to kids. I don't know when that was accepted in, in American culture. Like, I, I don't know. I just don't know. Like, because I imagine, like, burgers were accepted as, like, now it's tradition. And then, like, you can feed all your kids this. Like, it's not a reward. It's, like, the standard now, right? So when they have, like, a box, and I was watching this the other day, uh, the Batman movies, like the old Tim Burton ones, right? Yeah, yeah. So the kids' meals would have, you know, the new movie out with a toy in it. And I grew up loving Batman. So what did I want to go do? I want to go to McDonald's. Yeah. Because why? I don't care about the burger. Mm-hmm. I, want I want that toy. I want the box. I want the toy. I want the cup, whatever it is. Yeah. I'm willing to eat the burger. I don't care. It's like a bonus. I have or to eat. So I might as well I have eat, to eat. I might something as well that comes with the right. toy. <laughs> and then the parents are like, well, they got to eat. I'm on the run. What? How much? Three bucks? What it was back in the right. day? Like dollar ninety nine or something, right? It's like, yeah, here we go. Yeah. Right? And what's funny about it, like <laughs> if you look at the dollar menu, if that even exists now at fast food, because I haven't been in a while, right? There still but, does. But it's maybe like... a 
a dollar ninety nine menu, it's probably more well, likely, right? I'm always surprised. It's like, do, do, do fast foods don't have inflation or something? Because like, how do they still offer like well, six? Be, well, you know, <laughs> it's the ingredient. That's like what it is. It's the, they're like, we got a new derivative. It's an eighth of the cost of regular yeah. sugar. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. like, we save costs all the way. That's perfect. You know, because so, like all prices go up except for dollar menus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm just really sur- always finding a new way. Yeah. You gotta watch those dollar menus. Well, well what's crazy about it, in about what two years? Probably all the McDonald's are just going to basically be this drive-through like assembly line of you just, you just order and then you pick it up. I mean, I don't know. Like, would McDonald's just open just delivery and just take do? Well, I know the one in West. Why not? Forgot. Because the playscape and all that, like that, that shut down. Mm-hmm. And I saw McDonald's by the house that you know in high school, the one I went to, uh, they had a playscape, and I, I don't know if they rebuilt it. Like because I mean in today's society, I, McDonald's didn't mm-hmm. slow down. I'm telling you this right now. What no. were their profits last year? I, did they go down? I can only imagine now. Well, no, they like they replaced all a lot of well, like the one in Westlake. I went in there like well last year, but this was already a thing. They had like one employee, and the rest of it was machines you ordered for. Well, that's what I'm saying. They're not even gonna have employees. And then if the spaces are people gonna sit in? And I imagine and that employee was just there in case one of those machines wasn't working or something. You know, yeah. like. It's yeah, like it's not taking my order. <laughs> yeah, so then like, is there a chef back there? And I mean, what is it? Do we, can we call that a chef? Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, like we can't call that a chef. Sorry, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah, we can't call that a chef. Is there a person attendee back there? Right. <laughs> An yeah. attendee to make sure that when we brought it in from the truck, it's still all put together. Oh my god, I have a funny story. <laughs> my daughter used to work at a at a uh, Christian camp, and she worked in the kitchen first summer job. I'm like, okay. So I wanted to help her out. I volunteered to help these kids out. Well, she tells me one morning, and it's 5.30 in the morning, Mom, can you go back into the deep freezer and grab me a case of eggs? And I turned and looked at her, and I'm like, ha-ha, funny. And she's like, no, I'm serious. I'm like, eat them. Seriously? Eggs in the deep freezer? And she's like, yeah, go back there. I need a case of them. I'm like, what are you talking about? (laughs) So I go into the walk-in, and there's no eggs in the walk-in. I'm like... I walk back out. I'm like, Eden, where are the eggs? She's like, I told you, and they're in their freezer. So she runs back there. She grabs this case. I'd never seen this before. She opens a case. There is a, this whole case of already cooked scrambled eggs that you just put on a griddle, heat them up, and throw them on the sandwich. And I was like, you've got to be kidding me. Really? It took me longer to find the daggone box than it did for me to cook the egg. Yeah. That's so interesting. And I'm like, they have to taste like rubber. They have to be rubbery. She's like, oh, yeah, they're not good, but they're cheap. Well, I remember, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember when, because uh, there's also, like, a thing about, like, um, what do you call it? Like, a memory or, like, something like that. Right? Because I, I used to go to McDonald's with my mom at, like, 7 in the morning on Fridays. That was, like, the thing that we did, had breakfast before going to school. And then, like, you know, my mom passed away. And there's been a couple of times where I'm like, I got to go to McDonald's and have myself a little egg right. sandwich. It doesn't taste anything like what I remember, never right? Will. Like, it, and it yeah. never will, right? But mm-hmm. it's always, like, that little memory of, like, oh, I remember how that felt. And you try to go for that. But you never match it, right? So that they, where does that come from, right? Like, where does that... Marketing. Well, sure, right? Like, sure. <laughs> and but it's also, I have to say, food in itself... Um, it brings people together and yeah. it, it really does create memory. So if you like, for instance, with you, with that memory, with your mom, I don't think it was so much about the food as it was that time spent with your mom. Yeah. yeah. It was special. Yeah. It was that special that really touched your soul. And so yes, food can be soul food. It can contribute to that, um, wholeness. 
But just think about what it would be if you were to have a drive through at like Sprouts, mm-hmm. you know, and you had your sprouted green bread with your, you know, your your eggs that are just off the chart good. They've never been refrigerated yeah. and they're just so good for you. And you've got these these vegetables on there that are just hardly messed with. You know, you're just keeping it simple. Imagine what that memory would have been like today. Yeah. Doing that with your kids. No, that would be cool. You know, it'd be even more for you. Because now you know you're feeding your kids something that's going to that's going to feed them. Yeah, it's and it's and it, and you're right. We talk about food as love and all that, and because then you'll have like what well, people get offended, right? If you don't have seconds mm-hmm. or or thirds, yeah. right? And it's yeah. like, but well, I really don't want that, right? Or or like we had a client, right? That was like so gung ho about losing weight for her husband's or daughter's son's son's, son's, son's wedding. So excited, doing all the things, losing all the weight, feeling incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we were celebrating with her, and she's like, "I just, I just can't wait to like eat pizza again." And then, and, and what kind of pizza though? Well, it, oh no, it was like all the, uh, the, the yeah, bad. She things. wanted to go back to whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, it was just yeah. like, but like you just finished telling us how good you feel and how good you look and yeah. how good you like. But that's a sign. All the great things, that's right? That's a total sign right there of. You gotta pay attention to that. Why am I craving that pizza? What does my body not have that is making me crave that? Is it a mindset or is it really something in my body that it needs in order for me to get that craving to kind of go away? You know, so that's really, that's where the mind and body come in, you know? Know how to speak to this thing. I mean, you know how to speak to your car. (laughs) If your car's not working and you need to go somewhere, what do you do? You put gas in it. (laughs) Yeah, and you you would never put the wrong oil in your car. Right, right. Exactly, (laughs) exactly. So if you're going to do it for your internal vehicle, why didn't you do it for your internal first? Well, they they tell you on the car what to put in there. So I imagine this is what we have to do. When you're younger, (laughs) you're just like, this is your type of gasoline. Like, you know, you just, just remember that. And they like... You think it's funny, but like, there's this program we used to be a part of. It's called uh, Health Start, and it was a nonprofit taught childhood nutrition. So they'd go into schools and they'd go into like the ca- cafeteria, and on the sneeze board, you know, where you get like, you know, they have the, ki- the kitchen lady, and then you have the kids. They had stickers on the sneeze board, and they're colors like you know, red, blue, green, sure. and all that. And each one of them had something for like a body part, like bones or brain or heart. What a great idea. And then when they would go down, like, for certain food sections, there was, like, a red sticker. And so they knew, like, oh, that was for my bones. So they would get that on a plate. And so when they would go to lunch, they would have all kinds of colors on their plate. And that's how they were taught to eat. It's like, I need to make sure I get enough colors on my plate because uh, I don't want a lot of browns and just mm-hmm. whites and yellows. Like, that's not good, right? Because that didn't lead to a lot. So the kids got it after a while. And then what was interesting, it was a trickle effect because they would go in, back to home and – uh you know, they would tell the parents like, "Hey, I had broccoli today. Like, it was really great. I liked it. Can it? Can we get more of it?" And then the parents would be like, "Okay, because why?" Yeah. Like, the parents are like, "Well, the kids want it, right?" The parents are going to do what the kids want. So it goes yeah. back to the condition. <laughs> My poor kids, right? My poor kids, they didn't get that. <laughs> but, but at the same time, there's there's well, what's going to be. The parent can make the decision ultimately because they're paying, right? right? So they could say, "All right, if the kid wants this, no, here's the alternative." McDonald's has cleaned up their act a couple times. I don't know if they're still doing it or not, but, you know, you can get, like, an apple juice instead of a soda. So, like, that's a better – like, you can get apple slices. I don't – 
truth is even the apples you get from the the store have been like stored for two years or something yeah. in the back right who so, knows how long they've been on the yeah, shelf <laughs> yeah they spray them with that they're literally like those yeah. apples have been back there in the supermarket for two years behind yep. in the freezers yep with the eggs apparently yeah, yeah, like they, yeah, they'd already they, cooked they, 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 they pay rent together it's incredible <laughs> because like you need convenience so uh everything's be packaged ready to go in a goo right mm-hmm. or like a bottle or you know a bar right? right and and that's my meals right i don't have to think about it prepping yeah right yeah. meal prep well and that's a big thing i mean that's something that i really educate on is to go grab and go yeah you know how to build your pantry how to build that freezer and how to how to make it accessible yeah because all it takes is making a bigger batch of something yeah you know or taking the time to source you know uh procure the obscure you know you get it anywhere now you just have to really know how to read a label and where you know what ingredient comes first and what's going to be the most in this and know how to decipher that once you kind of learn that language, you know, it's like learning a new language. It may take a little while in the beginning, but if you're pointed towards what to look for and yep. in what order, it makes it a lot easier. Yep. So, yeah, initially it might take a little bit of time, but then you get into your groove and you know what your foods are and yep. what your flavor profile is. That's what you grab for. Yeah. Yeah, because if anything, it should be easier, right? Because you can get it anywhere, right? Like that's that's the whole. It's the same prefaces as when you're you're a chef and you're in a kitchen and you you know you guys are asking me about that cooking with food. Keep it simple. There's so many um, people out there that just manipulate the food to death. Yep. And they they want to transform it into something that it's not. Well, why are you using that food in the first place then? Yeah. Yeah. You know. I love cooking too. It's for show. It's for the show. Exactly. Exactly. And. You know, it can be simple and still be beautiful, you know, and taste really good, too. Good. Well, uh, is there any last comments, anything that we want to wrap up with? Where can they find you? Yeah. Um, LifeMadeEdible.com. Um, if we do all different types of coaching and educating and, and any sources you need, we're all there. Awesome. I, I mean, this was an, such an important conversation, I think, and, and, and it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was uh, simple, too, right? I think, I think. For me to poop on. God <laughs> bless, dude. You, you got them all riled up now for the rest of the day. I'm telling you. God bless. All right. Well. Actually, I have one last question, real quick. What's the most useless information you have? Useless information? Yeah. Do you have something? Useless. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's just any useless fact that you might have. Just it's it's something that we've been asking people now. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. Useless. Um, chew your food twice. Nice. Okay. Easy, but that's probably useful. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for tuning in. 